This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Good afternoon and welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Monday, the 17th day of July, 2023. It is around 4 o'clock in the afternoon as I begin this recording from the front seat of the old F-250 as I continue to head westbound towards the Texas border. A little insurance work this afternoon after my long day at the day job in Baton Rouge. What the hell, right? When people can't come together to settle a disputed insurance claim, they invoke the appraisal clause in their insurance contract. The insured, the person who owns the house, has to hire an appraiser and pay them a boatload of money. And then the insurance company has to hire an independent appraiser and pay that person a boatload of money. And then, if at some point the two appraisers can't come to a reasonable agreement on what the cost to repair the damaged property is, the cost, then the two appraisers have to hire an umpire. Half of the umpire's fee, which is quite a bit of money, is paid by the homeowner, the insured party. The other half of the appraiser's umpire fee is paid for by the insurance company. So you can understand. Let's say, for example, a house sustains some damage from a tornado or a windstorm or a hailstorm or a hurricane or even a fire. But it's not totally demolished. The house is still there. It has an amount of damage that would make someone feel like they should have to file an insurance claim. So the insurance company comes out to, let's call it a wind claim. They come out to the home and they find about 20 damaged shingles over the entire roof system of a 5,000 square foot roof on a house. Just confined to the rear-facing slopes of that roof. There's a speed trap ahead. Thank you. I don't know if you heard that. My GPS just let me know there's a speed trap ahead. Very nice. Very nice of you to warn me of that. Okay. There are 20 shingles that are damaged on the back of a house. Can't be seen from the street. House backs up to the woods. There's no neighbors back there to look at a house that might have 20 damaged shingles. The insurance company adjuster comes out. He does a test by trying to lift shingles on the front slope, the left slope, the right slope. The roof is totally intact on the front, the right, and the left. And here on the back, in a small isolated portion of the roof, there are about 20 shingles that are missing. The preferred, for the policyholder, the preferred solution is tear my entire roof off the house, put it, new roof, all new shingles, oh hell, well let's get some new roof decking, some sheathing as well, all the vents, the flashings, new chimney flashing, some new whirlybird vents, um, this, that, and the other, replace the whole roof for $30,000. The insurance company says, well you've only got 20 damaged shingles. The roof's only four years old, so the shingles are very pliable. If you didn't have insurance, if you didn't pay for insurance, 
to fix the damaged items, what would a reasonable, prudent person do? Would they tear the entire roof off of their house and come out of pocket to buy a brand new roof? No, of course they would not. A sane, reasonable, thinking person who had to come out of pocket would hire a local roofer or a handyman and say, hey buddy, I need you to go up there and repair my damaged roof, the back slope. Can you find a reasonable match in size and color to the existing shingles? And a reasonable person would spend the five, six hundred bucks necessary or do it themselves, depending on the height of the roof, the steepness of the roof, any other safety factors, the age of the person living there. It's a very easy repair. You take a putty knife or a scraper or a pry bar and you gently lift up the shingle above the damaged shingle. You pull up the nail that's holding the damaged shingle tab in place. And then you slide the new shingle in under the one above it. Put down some roofing cement, some mastic, some glue for lack of a better term. Drive a new nail through there and then adhere the top shingle to the newly replaced shingle below it. A reasonable matched shingle will look just about identical after about a year of wear because the sun will bleach the new shingle just as it has bleached the rest of the shingles on that roof slope. Doing this, the insurance company doesn't have to pay $30,000 for an entirely new roof, a roof that was substantially undamaged, that had minor repairable damage. This way, the, the insurance company doesn't have to jack up the rates because every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the state wants a new roof because some Yahoo walked around the neighborhood offering free roof inspections and tried to sell these people a bill of goods telling them their entire roof was damaged when it was not. But the roofer doesn't want to hear what the insurance company has to say. After all, the roofer is in business to make a profit as well. And what's the best way for a roofer to make a profit? Well, obviously, it's to sell you a bunch of roofing materials and labor that you do not actually need or require. Roofers will tell you, well, we can't find a match for those shingles, and it's going to look terrible, and it's going to degrade your resale value on your house. Insurance companies do not insure the resale value of your house. They provide monetary funds to repair the damages caused by covered perils. They don't insure the resale value of your house. The roofer's going to tell you, oh, we'll go up there and do it, but I can't guarantee it's not going to leak. That equates to, we'll do it, but we're going to do a half-assed job, and if it leaks, buddy, that's on you, because there's no warranty on our repair. In other words, we're not a good enough roofing professional to affect a proper repair.
That should be a signal right off the bat to any homeowner that you've got the wrong roofing contractor. Find someone qualified, capable. And I'll use this example. Someone breaks the rear window on the driver's side of your car because they thought you might have some nice stuff in your glove box. Do you get a brand new car from your insurance company? Do you? Of course you do not. Do you get all of the windows then broken out by the glass company so that they can put all new windows in your car? Hell with your car. Let's talk about your house. Oh, by the way, the answer to your car is no. The insurance company pays for the broken window. So let's talk about your house. Timmy kicks a football or bats a baseball through the window in little Susie's bedroom, breaks one pane of glass. Do you get a new house? There's a speed trap ahead. Lots of speed traps on the road here, folks. Do you get a new house paid for by your insurance company? Well, of course you do not. Do you get all the windows torn out of your house and brand new windows all throughout? Upgraded to the latest technology with low E film and gas filled this, that, and the other? Of course you do not. For that one pane of broken glass, you get a qualified, competent, capable, licensed, bonded, and insured window repairman to come out and repair that one window. Or, if the damage is bad enough, the frame got bent because it's an aluminum frame or something wacky like that, you might get a new window. You certainly don't get all new windows. If a rock hits your siding on the left side of your house and puts a small hole in your siding, in one piece of siding. Does the insurance company owe to tear all of the siding off of every elevation of your home, front, right, rear, left, and give you all new siding? Of course not. They enlist the services or encourage you to enlist the services of a company like SidingMatch.com who can send you a piece of siding to fix the one piece of damaged siding. Or let's say the lawn guy went over the rocks in your garden and broke seven pieces of siding. Do you get a whole new house full of siding? Of course you don't. You'll get maybe that one section of siding, that one wall, that one elevation. But they're not going to pay you to tear every piece of siding off of the house and replace it all if that were the case, we would all be paying 10 to 20 times more in insurance premiums every year because the insurance companies are also businesses that have to make a profit or they don't stay in business. It's pretty straightforward. So on my way today, I will be meeting with the public adjuster a person whose job it is to try and get the homeowner as much money as he possibly can through whatever means necessary. He writes an estimate for these 20 shingles, but he writes his estimate to replace all the shingles, 
all of the valley metal, the drip edge, the vents, the flashings, the chimney cover, all of the sheathing, the roof decking below the shingles. And he also wants a code upgrade because the building codes have changed in South Louisiana since the last hurricane. And so he wants the house to not only get all new everything, but upgrade it to the latest and greatest building code. And he wants the insurance company to pay that. In addition to that, he adds a bunch of extraneous fluff, BS to the estimate, like, I need 68 man hours of supervisory labor at $105 an hour for a supervisor to sit in his air-conditioned pickup truck and watch professionals change the roof on the house. He wants a portable toilet. The roofers, even if they did replace the entire roof, would get there at 6 in the morning, break for their OSHA-required break around 10 o'clock, break again at lunch at 12, 12.30 for their mandatory lunch break if they're following OSHA rules, and then an afternoon break, which they could get in their car or walk right across the street to the convenience store and use the restroom, buy a sandwich, get a cold drink, rest, relax, what have you. This guy also wants a temporary hand-washing station to be rented, transported, and then picked up when it's done. Amongst other things, like providing the contractors with all of the personal protective equipment that they will need. Utterly ridiculous. The cost of doing business. Do you, when you go to the local hamburger joint, pay extra for the wrap, the paper around your hamburger? Or for the gloves that Letitia might have used when handling the meat for your hamburger? Or how about extra charge for the paper bag they put that in and the two napkins they jam in there at the last second? When you buy that cup of soda, do they charge you extra for the straw or the cap for the soda? Do they charge you for the manager who has to stand over Letitia while she makes your hamburger? Is there an extra charge on that hamburger receipt for that? Of course not. In looking at the photographs that I was provided for this very minor loss, after having gotten their free roof inspection from the roof ripoff guys, these people were convinced that if they hired a public adjuster, who, by the way, is going to take a minimum of 10% of whatever their insurance settlement is after this is all said and done. Now, minus the cost they have to pay their appraiser, and heaven forbid it goes to the umpire, and the homeowner has to shell out another $2,500 for the umpire, these people might end up with less money than they would have ended up with the sorry your loss didn't meet the deductible letter. You see, the original insurance adjuster included $580 to repair the 20 damaged shingles on the rear of that roof. Because that's all they're owed. The decking wasn't compromised. The felt paper wasn't even exposed because it was a shingle here and there, which meant there was a shingle below it and then felt paper below that and then the undamaged roof decking.
But the public adjuster makes promises. I'm going to get you this, that, and the other. And then he demands appraisal, which means I am driving out there to appraise the cost to repair the damage caused by this wind event. That means if I find 20 damaged repairable shingles in my appraisal, that's what my appraisal estimate is going to say. The appraiser hired by the public adjuster is obviously an interested party of that public adjuster, or he wouldn't have selected his appraiser. And you can say, well, you're an interested appraiser from the insurance company, but I wasn't hired by the insurance company. I was hired by an independent insurance adjusting firm who may have a contract with the insurance company or some third-party administrator to that insurance company, but I'm an independent adjuster. If someone came to me in the body shop with a small dent on the right front fender of their Ford Focus, the insurance company said we can repair that dent with paintless dent repair, but the public adjuster comes back and says, no, we want you to buy them a new car. Oh, and give them a rental car for two months while they shop for the perfect match. And the appraiser came in and said, this is a repairable dent. Paintless dent repair is what's needed. Or let's say they say, okay, repair it the conventional way and paint the fender and then blend it into the door and the hood. That's what the appraiser's appraised value of the damages is. So the public adjuster in this case hired their appraiser and I'm sure gave them instructions to find a way to get these poor victims a new roof. After all, we promised them we were going to do that. So their appraiser is going to come back with their $30,000, $40,000 estimate. I will come back with my estimate, whether it's to replace those 20 shingles or the entire back slope of the roof, noting that the front, the left, and the rear are undamaged completely. They're not going to be happy with that. So they're going to say, let's go to the umpire. And we selected an umpire who is supposedly unbiased, supposedly is disinterested, in other words, has no working relationship with either the public adjusting firm's appraiser or with me. I've never used this umpire before. But once my appraisal goes in and their appraisal goes in, and we can't come to a reasonable settlement, a negotiated settlement for the proper cost to repair the storm damage and only the storm damage, we may have to employ this umpire, the neutral third party, and whatever decision he or she renders, I will either have to agree to it or the opposing appraiser from the insured party will agree to it. And if any two of the three of us agree with the umpire's numbers, it becomes binding, required. It needs to be paid based on that. I'm hoping that this umpire is reasonable, 
understands what the purpose of the appraisal process is and renders a fair decision that will allow the policyholder to fix their home. But you have to still consider the deductible and depreciation in the decision. The, uh, the umpire will likely be charging around between $3,500 and $5,000 for his services. I know because I are one. And that's what I charge. And that amount, whatever it is, is to be split equally between the insurance company and the insured client of the insurance company. So let's just use some strange numbers here. Let's say I come back and say, no, it's only 20 shingles. The, uh, the appraiser for the other side, for the insured, says, no, I want $40,000 for the roof and this and that and all the other extraneous crap. And let's say the umpire's fair and says, you know what, you're not entitled to an entire new roof. I'm going to give you that back slope of the roof, and that's going to be a $7,000 settlement. I'll sign on to that in a heartbeat. I will. Because the alternative is he goes 40000 But let's say I, I concede to the 7000 And since the roof is only five years old, they'll apply 15% depreciation, which is recoverable if the work gets done as it is paid to get done. In other words, the umpire says we're replacing the back slope. The policyholder replaces the back slope, even Stephen. The $5,000 deductible is still applicable here. The depreciation will take that $7,000 down to about $6,100, $6,200, which means they're going to get a check in their hand for $1,100. And they'll have to pay um, the umpire his $2,500 fee, and they have to pay their appraiser whatever his fee might be, $1,100, $1,200. It is conceivable that the umpire could rent, uh, render rather, a decision that actually cost the policyholder money out of their pocket when all is said and done. Because if the final outcome is 7000 and 5000 of that is a deductible that they have to pay, they've only got two grand in their hands after the repairs are done. And they have to pay the umpire his $2,500 cut. They have to pay their appraiser his $1,100 cut. And they still have to pay their public adjuster. It is insanity that this type of thing is allowed. It really is. And I get paid by the hour. And I don't mind telling you it's not a bad hourly rate. That's fact. The insurance company is going to have to cut that check for 5000 excuse me, for $2,000, because they're keeping the $5,000 deductible off the top of the $7,000 settlement. So they're going to end up writing a check to the policyholder for 2000 they have to pay me, the appraiser, and I'm going to charge them about 1200 And they're going to pay the umpires 2500 So all in all, they're going to be out 2000 
plus 2500 that's 4500 plus my 1100 that's $5,600. Had they just agreed in the beginning to pay this guy to replace the back slope of the house, 20% of the rear of the house's shingles, this thing probably would have never gone to a public adjuster, certainly never had to go to umpire, much less appraisal. But this is the game that is played. And everyone will make money on this except for the homeowner, the policyholder. I don't know what else to tell you, my friends, but that's the game. And I don't mind playing the game. I'm what you call the point guard here. I'm not the referee. I'm not the center. I'm not even a power forward. I'm just a point guard called in to make the call called in to make the shot. We'll see how this one plays out. But the poor homeowner, who would have come out with zero based on his $5,000 deductible and the insurance company's original $500 repair allowance, will now probably be out of pocket at least three grand because of the shenanigans in filing an appraisal request with the insurance company and hiring a public adjuster knowing full well that that five-year-old roof is very easily repaired and repairable and that if there was no such thing as insurance in America he would have gone up there and repaired those 20 shingles on his own or had his neighbor come do it or hire Joe Bob the Handyman to come do it, or even Bill the Roofer. And he would not now be out three grand, four grand out of his own pocket to pay for services for which he will not receive any monetary value. That's got to be scary. And he has no one to blame except for A, the roofer who went out there and told him, you need a new roof. And then the public adjuster who says, yeah, we're going to get you a new roof. We're going to fight hard, get you everything you have coming. And then hire an appraiser who comes out and tries to sell that same line of you need a new roof. And if this guy, Steve, doesn't agree with us, we'll call the umpire in. And the umpire will side with us. I would honestly be very, very surprised if this umpire gives them an entire new roof with all new decking, etc. He may come back and say, well, I'm just going to give you the shingles all the way around. I'd be a little disappointed to see that happen because it's not owed. But even so, even if this claim goes to $25,000 or $20,000, out of that comes $2,500 for the umpire, $1,100 for their appraiser, if not more, 10% of that, right off the top, goes to their public adjuster. So he's in it for two grand. Yeah, it's still going to cost them a lot. And the insurance company is going to hold back the depreciation on that settlement until the work is done, which means Mr. Homeowner will have to go and tear his entire roof off of his house, 
replace all the shingles, the vents, the flashings, the drip edge, the valley metal, the wind turbine, the chimney flashing. He will have to do that before the depreciation will get released to him per the insurance policy. Yeah, he may come out with a new roof, but after his $5,000 deductible, let's take the math here, 20000 settlement minus 5000 deductible. That leaves him 15 to play with. Minus 2500 for the umpire. That leaves him 12.5. Minus 1100 for the, his appraiser. Where are we at now? We're at uh, 11.5, 12, 5, 11, we're at 11,000. Then he has to pay 10% to his public adjuster, and he's taking 10% off the top. Two grand. All right, so 5 plus 2 is 7 plus 2,500 would be uh, that's quite a bit. He's going to end up out of pocket even getting a new roof. For what? To prove a point? All right, sorry, folks. Traffic got a little crazy. My math skills suck when I'm trying to drive and do this while holding a cell phone in one hand and a steering wheel in the other. Go out there and make it a great day. I'll let you know how this one turns out. It may take some time, though, because, you know, people are stubborn creatures. We'll see you next time on the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.